We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. With homebrew reviews starting in Against the Giants. We managed to successfully make our way through the last dungeon. Uh, we ended up with only one almost death there at the end. That's right. So I'm hoping we have more of that kind of thing. Sorry, not sorry. Really? <laughs> not to set the tone or anything. I have a couple of quick bits of housekeeping to take care of before we get started with the introductions. First and foremost, our ambience and music during the game was brought to you by TabletopAudio.com, and our intro and outro music was written by our very own Virgil Nelson, who is joining us at the table today. And secondly, the power of our Soul Knife Reshna was greatly enhanced by the item Black Razor. So keep that in mind while you are listening to this. That did have a huge impact on the gameplay as it was a legendary item. You would have thought I learned my lesson with Lightbringer back in Curse of Strahd. However, I did not. So we will go ahead and play. Uh, just please keep that in mind while you are listening. All right, I will let everybody go ahead and say hello before we start off in the Hall of the Fire Giant King. Hey guys, it's good to be back. Uh, this is Virgil with playing uh, Lucian, the Moon Warden Ranger. In the last session, I rolled better, got a little bit more abilities off. Shooting Star, again, was probably the most used ability I had, the extra radiant damage, illuminating targets. I think that was the most use. A little bit of healing uh, in a support role, which is always nice to have in a group. Things I noticed that hadn't really come to play a whole lot is the combination of Shooting Star and Hunter's Mark. Which is nice because it gives you the extra d6 from Hunter's Mark, the extra d6 from Shooting Star. However, both those abilities are bonus actions. So if I use Hunter's Mark, I don't get Shooting Star that round. If I use Shooting Star and I kill the enemy, I can't use my bonus action to move Hunter's Mark. So I'm, I'm kind of losing a d6 trying to alternate between the two of them. That was the one limitation I really felt had stood out to me the most. As far as balance, this class is still fairly balanced. I haven't had any overpowered issues so far, or any underpowered issues so far. Been pretty mainstream with the other ranger uh, archetypes that are in the uh, player's handbook. Starting at level 2, with the level 12 now, what I'm really looking forward to is my improved Crescent Volley. What this does is at level 11, I can make range attacks on targets that have full cover, as long as I am aware of their position, either through a perception check or a survival check. Um, this is going to stack really well with Shooting Star. If they are illuminated by the Shooting Star feature, I get a plus 10 to that check. So it's going to be very easy to catch those people or those creatures that way. Um, 
The other thing is that I no longer suffer disadvantage when I make a range attack at uh, five feet or melee range. Uh, so basically, now that I hit when I hit level eleven, I got all the features of the sharpshooter feat without the minus five to hit plus ten damage, which I struggled on whether I should take that feat or not. I decided no. I think bonuses to the ability scores are going to be uh, the most beneficial for this for this archetype. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to in this session as a level twelve moon warden. Um, I actually had a couple of questions, I guess. I, I, I noticed a lot of times, like, there were some, like, little situational disadvantages, and I know a lot of it has to do with, like, being a ranger and using bow and arrow a lot, And I, but I just noticed that a lot of the times when maybe you weren't doing damage, it wasn't really because of anything having to do with your class or your stats, it was just that you had to back up you know, five or ten feet, and you had to, like, get the right line of sight, and there was something in the way, and I don't, did you feel like you had to, like, take that into consideration when you're looking at, like, balance and stuff like that? Yes and no. There were a few points where I was kind of worried about whether I could hit, you know, kind of can't see him uh, and whatnot, which I totally get. But now that I hit level 11, that total cover doesn't matter anymore. It's one of those, if I know they're there, you can just hit them. As long as there's an opening, such as, uh, you know, I'm standing on one side of a building, the enemy's standing on the other side of the building, as long as I know they're there, I can literally, like, point my bow up in the air, let it go, and it's gonna hit them. If I make the attack roll, and it hits. So it's kind of a, it's basically guided arrows, in this case. The other thing is, shooting star in Hunter's Mark also work with melee damage. It's just I'm not built really well for, you know, I don't have a whole bunch of AC. I'm doing a little bit better. I took shields. I took a shield. Uh, if I go in melees, it bumps my AC up a little bit. But I'm trying to bump up my survivability because, yeah, when I was up close and I got hit, it hurt a lot. So I'm going to see if, you know, again, standing a little bit further back, uh, will help, and then some of these situations may not happen, or if they do, we'll kind of go, we'll go about yeah. it and see what happens with the upcoming stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Alright, um, I'm Hope, and I play Reshna, the Soul Knife. Uh, the last session, it went pretty well. I rolled a little bit better, but not by much. Some of the best features that I think came in handy with the Soul Knife was my blade technique of blade precision and my wrench stride. The blade precision allowed me to re-roll one attack roll whenever I wanted to expend a point for that and allowed me to get at least, I think, one extra attack, which was nice. And the wrench drive came in handy quite a bit for teleporting. And this session I get to teleport even farther, so we'll see how much that helps out. So far it seems to be a pretty balanced character. There are quite a few abilities. If I was rolling better, I'd at least be able to see more of them, but hopefully we'll be able to see all of them this time. And some of the things I'm really looking forward to is my new legendary item, Black Razor, which is going to be really interesting as a mind blade, and it's going to be pretty powerful. And I'm also excited to use my mental utility, which allows me to create anything that is less or equal to 10 pounds or 10 gold pieces of value. That's going to be awesome. Very cool. Uh, well, I am David. I'm playing Amon, the human egoist, and... Um, yeah, level 8 was a different beast entirely. I had a good bit more AC, a good bit more HP, 
there was a little bit more survivability there, and uh, somehow I also managed to die for the first time. So that was um, cool. <laughs> there was there were a lot of the moxie abilities that I hadn't really been able to use very much before that I actually got to use. Uh, there's this thing called meat shield, where if you're grappling someone, you get half cover because of like their body in front of you, which is really cool and kind of like makes sense logically, like just the way it would play out. And I didn't think that would come in handy as much as it did, but there were a couple times where I actually got to use that, so that was very cool. But yeah, other than that, the Pugilist, it, it it's actually feeling pretty good balance-wise. I don't have, I don't do that much damage with each attack, but I'm able to attack twice every turn, and if I use a Moxie, four times, so it's, you know, it's feeling pretty good. Hey everybody, this is Mike again with Fenris, the Lupine Path of the Caged Barbarian. Um, things that are changing from last week to this week is uh, I'm foregoing my stat increase, which I thought to put into strength to increase my damage and my ability to hit. Instead, I chose the feat Tough, which adds two hit points per level, and then for every level that I go up, two more. Uh, this is going to increase my overall health to 173. What? So while, uh, <laughs> yeah. So while uh, while defending and raging, I will have uh, resistance against uh, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing weapons, and one heck of a health pool to soak attacks. <clears throat> Some things that I've noticed is my unarmed attacks. Because of the ability to take extra attacks, um, whether through exhaustion abilities or just the bonus attacks, I attack more often than most people in the group, but my attack values are significantly lower than everyone else. Most people have a plus 7 to plus 10. I'm still sitting at a plus 6 for this session. So I hit less often, but when I do, I hit for a pretty decent baseline damage. So I'm not the sheer damage dealer in the group, but at least I'm taking the damage. Um... Also, as far as balance, uh, I find that I often need to take a long rest after I go all out uh, during a rage. Otherwise, I lower my base attack values, and I need to push myself more in order to rise to the damage and to meet the challenge of the encounter. I'm looking forward to having 173 health. That's what we yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to know who to target with some of the bigger hits for this time. I, I, I just have a really quick question. Hmm. Who here wants to see... Fenris fight a treant barbarian. I know, right? From the earlier podcast, I think that would be awesome. I think he approached pretty close to two other hit points by the end. Is that right? So, yeah, I, I think that is that would be fun to see. Right, that being said, uh, uh, this is Mike Ah, uh, not, not Mike, Mike Ah, uh, returning with Mr. Alan Jeffrey, our resident Hellblazer. And before I get too much further, I do want to clarify something. This was brought up to me via a a question previously. Yes, my character originated on Earth uh, through through a series of, of unfortunate events, ended up being sent to another realm by his role model. So, just wanted to kind of get that out of the way, clarify that. Eighth level for the Hellblazer is really kind of where you start to see things pick up getting more 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 bonus damage on his on his attacks and spells is, is a huge boost to him. He gets some more utility abilities that weren't really showcased the way they could have been. But at the same time, in the right setting you have a lot of fun with it. Uh, 
moving on to level 12, this is where things start to really get fun with with this character. I gain access to even more utility stuff. Resistances to psychic damage, which we won't encounter a lot here, but other places will be wonderful. Uh, the ability to identify enemy weaknesses relatively easily without taking any kind of negatives to it. I gain a passive healing ability while I'm smoking. <laughs> Yay. Go figure. <laughs> the true aspect of fantasy. <laughs> yes. But the, the, the real ability that I'm looking forward to utilizing, and I'll probably only get to utilize it once this this session, but... It's, it's one that I really want, what I've really been wanting to use ever since I started reading about it, is the Hellblazer's Nether Chain, which opens a portal to hell and lashes a chain out to incapacitate a foe, dealing it damage and rendering it immobile and giving it a disadvantage to attack rolls until it either succeeds on its saving throws, or is dragged forever into the fiery pits of hell. So, <laughs> let's have fun. Yeah, seeing as, as these are, uh, seeing as these are fire giants, I mean, they may not uh, hate the trip nearly as much as some of the others, but that would be interesting to see. Okay, we are going to go ahead and pick up, entering the hall of the fire giant king. We'll be going right through the front doors. You guys would have been making guerrilla attacks against this place for a while now, uh, kind of thinning out the defenses and whatnot, kind of scouting it out. You have a little hidey hole that you've been able to secure, but you're pretty sure they're on to you now. So this is kind of a do-or-die situation that you are at. You have to eliminate the threats that are here or face the possibility of that hidey hole being find out and you all being crushed by the army that is within this fortress. So starting out, you guys would approach the hall, as I said, via the front door. Not normally the safest option, but as this is a fairly, I don't want to say ran out fortress, um, but there have been enough different encounters and skirmishes that there isn't a whole bunch of traffic coming in and out and the front doors are left wide open. So as you approach, the floor here is a polished obsidian. The great wall hangings can be seen in bloody colors along the walls interspaced between torches. Other than that, there is not a whole lot to be said about this entryway until you get through into the hall within. So do you guys want to try to stealth through or are you gonna walk in confident as all get up or what would you guys like to do? I exude confidence. <laughs> hmm. Bye. If we want to go stealthy, I have Pass Without Trace. So if I've learned anything, the best way to get what you want is to act like you on the place. So walking all in then, or... I was going to suggest stealth. <laughs> but... So two and two. If everyone else agrees that we should be ridiculous and... I'm fine with whatever. I'm just saying if we stealth... One and two. <laughs> two undecided. What would you guys like to do? Stealth would be nice. I mean, it's a little bit safer that way. We could do but... both. We could go in with confidence, with pass without trace. Confidently stealthy. <laughs> Confident in your stealthing ability. Both worlds. Okay, yeah. so um, what are the effects of pass without a trace exactly, my friend? I do believe... 
I need to read it up in the book. Just to get the Stop it, Bob. <laughs> oh, that's copyright. I can't use that. Pass <laughs> without trace. A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, ma- masking you and your companions from detection. For the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet, including me, has a plus 10 bonus to dex stealth checks and can't be tracked except by magical means. A creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. So okay. we basically get a plus 10 to our stealth checks. All right, so go ahead, everybody, do a group stealth check. Uh, this is all going to be a single group check, so... 31? <laughs> 26. 24. 24. 37. <laughs> <laughs> i never existed. You, yes, exactly. Oh my goodness. In fact, you I'm were sorry. so stealthy with this pass without a trace that people around you forget you. I mean, Did that is how stealthy a ranger you are. In the part? Exactly. Right? I thought there were five of us. Go ahead no, and... No, it was always four. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and as you guys are walking through this hallway, make a perception check. I only need one above a 15. Uh, That's a 22. All right. Anybody that got above a 15 can see that the first tapestry as you enter flutters a little bit as you walk by, and you are able to catch a gleam off of a sword from what appears to be a fire giant behind that tapestry. But he does not even see you as you walk through. Hmm. Coup de gras! Wait, that's wrong game. Yeah. Uh, he does appear to have a very large bronze war horn hanging off the side of his belt. Ooh. Can we pull a Hamlet and just stab through the tapestry? <laughs> okay, just, just for mental picturing, how large is this being? Uh, he is huge uh, size, so I would say since all the doors and whatnot are... 20 foot high, I'm saying at least 12 to 16 feet. Smaller would be 12, 16 feet or higher. So is that two uh, sizes above me or just two one? size categories? Okay. What would it take to get this horn? I was about to say, I've got a, I, I got a pretty good sleight of hand. I could try to just steal it off of him. I'll, okay. Where how, is this horn on? Is, is it, it hanging from a belt? Or? How yeah. big is the horn compared to us? <laughs> it would be as big as a great sword, if not larger. Uh, you guys would be going down. This would be the tapestry, and he would be in this little alcove here. So even with your pass without a trace, if you guys try and get in through that tapestry, he will most likely see you. I say we just go on by so that he can't alert anyone else. I could fireball him. Oh, try and cover him in the tapestry and then have him just burn? The tapestry is 30 feet tall. And it is we can climb up, <laughs> cut the tapestry. I can sneak on by. That, that, that being said, I think if he doesn't know where we're here, there's no point in trying to make a fuss. Okay, gonna walk on through then? I think, yeah. Avoiding, if we can't get that horn from him and... Relinquish his ability to alert the others. I think just bypassing him is the best way to go about it. Yep. Especially if we're under the effects of your spell. Okay. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and keep that same spell che- or that same stealth check for you guys as you enter into this next room. You see, in this next room, it is a grand hall. There are pillars all over, and right by this entry point here, standing amongst these pillars, are two Etnons. They have, of course, two heads, and they are looking in different directions, seeing everywhere at once. So between those heads, they do not spot you guys. So you are still hidden 
Uh, they do not appear to have any sort of horns or anything like that. They appear to be just normal sentries. And as you guys would probably know, they, from your various attacks that you have made thus far, Ettons are not nearly as powerful nor as large as fire giants. Should if you guys we? want to try and take them out, you believe you could probably do so without alerting the front guard. Yeah. They're going to see us if they're looking in every direction, so might as well surprise attack. Yeah, get them out of the way real quick. That way, if we have a fight down the hall, they won't come and help. That kind of thing. It's so basically, you say don't find a wave. Yes. Let's please not alert all the fire giants with oh, rolling thunder. If only you guys had a rogue, somebody could sap it before the tank pulled the, the threat out of the Correct. way. All right. Oh God, I'm a worgen. Hey, guys, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn, Elias for the horde. Class in World of Warcraft or one race World of Warcraft that I never played. Yeah, I just I couldn't do it. All right, go ahead and anybody that wishes to roll initiative, and then I will let you guys set up however you want. You will all get a surprise round. My initiative rolls have been garbage. So <laughs> it's because you're. I'm He's always you, jonesing for a smoke. Yeah, I'm here with you, man. I rolled a two. Oh, I rolled a one. <laughs> Eighteen. Uh, I got a sixteen, actually. All right. Fenris. Furnace. 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 Iron jaw. Eight. Six. Six. All right. So everybody gets a surprise round, and then we will start off with the Ettons. Oh, I really wish I was actually going early because uh, I was thinking about hastiness. Uh, you guys have a surprise round. You can still haste if you would like. I have haste as well. I can use it once per day. What are the effects of haste? You gonna okay in this in this scenario? Let me let me go ahead and pull it out because it's much different from Pathfinder. Definitely appreciating D and D five, but mm-hmm. I'm so ingrained into Pathfinder for the last. Choose a willing creature years. that you can see within range until the spell ends. The target's speed is doubled. It gains plus two to AC. Has advantage on dexterity saving throws and gains an additional. Ad- action on each of its turns. That action be, can be used to take the attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. Okay, so what would you guys like to do then for your surprise rounds? How far into the, the pathway are they? I'm going to say that they are each on one of these pillars because they're right by the entry hall, but it doesn't specify. So I'm going to say that uh, each square is 10 feet on this, so they are 20 feet apart, one at each pillar. And they have not seen you, so you guys can walk right up to them, basically. Okay. Well, I'm the first in the surprise round. So unless anyone has any objections. Basically, does anyone have a range, you know, an area of effect that's not going to hurt? I'm going to finish off the surprise round and go up and punch some of them. So if anyone wants a ranged attack, you go first. I guess that's me. Okay. Uh, First shot. That's a... 30 to hit. Alright, are you Hunter's marking them before? Yes, I will actually Hunter's mark beforehand. Okay. Uh, 30 to hit will definitely hit. Alright. That's... uh, 8 piercing, uh, plus 2 for Hunter's mark. Second attack. Uh, That's a 26 to hit. Yes. And that's... uh, 8 piercing, plus 5 Hunter's mark. Alright, who would like to go next? Um, I think I would roll not too much mind. What do you say? I honestly, I have done forgot everything that I was saying. <laughs> what are you editing? We're gonna go. I think I'm gonna take this advantage to pop my scorching ray from my ring. Two rays against the one nearest to me, and then one against the farthest. All right. Uh. 
first attack. Nine plus five is fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Second attack is also going to hit. Okay. And then third attack will also hit. All right. Wow. Uh, so first damage is. That's going to be three fire damage plus twelve radiant damage plus five more fire or plus five more fire damage. Second attack. Need a calculator, Bob. I'm good. Is 10, 15 fire damage plus eleven radiant, and third is going to be thirteen fire damage plus fifteen radiant. Good <laughs> Okay, my head hurts from the math. The one Etten is barely standing at this point. I mean, he is... You basically shot off one of the heads with those scorching rays. There's only one left. He's bleeding profusely. It is the end. Who would like to go next? I will to try and finish off the other ones. That way I can feed Black Razor. Yes. Oh, God. I know, right? He's going to gain all those temporary points. That is dark. This just just turned slightly dark with that. That's a 28. That will hit. First attack. Okay. Oh. Oh, God. Somehow I feel bad. 15 points. The soul of the first Etten has been devoured. You gain 85 temporary hit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and sit back and have some of that roasted meat here. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And uh, against the other target, what would you like to do? Alright, I'm going to try to attack the other one. Alright, that is a 26. Yes. I'm actually going to use. Oh, where is that? I can't remember the name of it, but it's one of my blade precision. Or, yeah, blade techniques to reroll at least one one damage die. So, that's 12 points of damage. Not too shabby. After seeing the soul visibly ripped into the weapon, you turn around spinning and just slice into the other Etten. And uh, while it is still standing, uh, it is definitely more than bloodied at this point. Mike, what would you like to do? Or Because uh, you said you wanted to end it, correct? Yeah, I'll end it. All right. right. Well, I was considering whether or not to rage. I don't think it's necessary at this point, so I'm just going to go ahead and run in as standard. Can I borrow one of your D20s? So I can just roll them all in. Um, attacking with an overall plus six. And we have advantage, yes? Correct. So that's a nine, or, okay, so that's going to be nine to 15. Yes. Five, or natural 20. All right, one uh, crit. So, all right, let me see here. That's going to be this one. And then this is a crit. And then a 14 or 17 for 23. Yes, Can all three of hit? those hit. Uh, Robert, how are you doing? Uh... Crit damage. Crit, we're doing it standard uh, D&D version, uh, Adventure League official, so you roll twice. Okay. But there are not enough hit points here. What's your attack modifier for each of those? Um, I have a D8 plus 2 plus 1 plus 3 for strength, rage, and my unarmed attacks. So. I'm just going to let you describe how you pummel this Etten into Actually, I recently, height. at, I believe, level 10, I picked up Brutal Critical. 
Oh, so I, I rolled yeah, an additional die on critical, so I'm gonna go ahead and roll that. Yeah, thank you. We'll go ahead and roll that critical first. Roll it see. just to see what happens, but I'm gonna let you finish this guy off, because I guarantee it's, it's gonna, gonna be more than that. So it'll be 3d8 plus 6. So 13, so that'll be 19 points of damage, plus 14 for 33, plus 10 for 43 overall points of damage. There is enough overkill there a, to make it worth something terrible. I'm a tank, really. Um, <laughs> so, I, and, and denying um, Dave the chance to come in and finish him, I didn't That's expect okay. that. He's um, like, I got this, and he's like, oh, good job, guys. Perhaps uh, fueled even more by seeing a soul rip from a body and just driving me into that ferocious rage run to literally just run up the side of the set and then just start clawing at the necks and just ripping apart everything I can and then dropping down the hole watching it just crash in front of me I, I feel I, like you would have like used your fingers like a knife in a wall just to like slide, slide down the down. Yes, <laughs> I love that and as this Etten falls uh, he's been carved up enough it looks like just a side of beef hanging there and uh, Mr. Boxer Comes oh. on up and just, yeah, Rocky's it a little bit for some practice, you know, stretching out, warming up, and... Uh, Next you, one's all you, man. Exactly. Okay. You you okay. coup de grad this without even breaking a sweat. Uh, that was truly terrifying, and I am definitely looking forward to dropping some massive stuff on you guys next time, you know, when I can actually attack. <laughs> How long do those temporary hit points last? 24 hours. I also oh my, do they stack? No, they no. do not. Okay. But still, so it's like if you get the 85 and then say you kill another one, it's like 102. You take the Would higher. you then take the higher? You would take replace the higher. It? Yep. Along with that for 24 hours, I also get advantage on attacks and advantage on saving throws and abilities. It's a ridiculously stupid <laughs> over hours. Yeah, the drawback being that it's an evil weapon that's trying to corrupt your mind. We're friends. We're friends. <laughs> yes, with the weapon. It doesn't like anybody, especially its wielder, but it drives them to kill further. Her friend is very dark indeed. Aww. Honestly? Automata's black. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually does speak, so that's a little bit creepy. I definitely we'll seen would. Speak to I would definitely speak to all of us. Um, it can uh, speak to me telepathically, so yes. we can have conversations all the time. I've, I've definitely Basically, seen she's was. talking to herself. <laughs> I would just like to figure out how to get that ability in my claws. Exactly. That that would be some pretty crazy nail polish. What is it going to take? <laughs> some pretty crazy nail polish. Through message, I say, well, I can still talk to you in your mind if you want. It's just get, get out. Get out. <laughs> I use message. Wait, what was that you were saying? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> okay, well, now that they have been completely decimated before anybody could even hear them roar or whatever. It just sounds like somebody drops something. A heavy something obviously, but just thuds to the ground. Uh, obviously you're past without a trace and your stealthing type stuff has been compromised, but you don't see anybody else really around you uh, as far as you can tell. Looking at this point you can see there is a diagonal hallway that leads from there into uh, what appears to be another split hallway. Otherwise, you can continue down the pillars towards what appears to be a throne room as well as a couple other passages. Uh, you are able to see that there is a tapestry hanging along one of the walls with a stuff behind it, so you are able to kind of find that quote-unquote secret passage as you are in that general area. What can we do with the bodies? Is there anywhere 
close that we could maybe drag them. I realize there's still going to be significant amounts of blood on the ground. Yeah, I the digitation. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, if you guys wanted to try and drag them, it would take all your combined effort for uh, it, you know five, ten minutes worth of effort. But you could drag them behind one of those tapestries on the wall and kind of pile them up, especially if you dismembered them, which I think our dark friend probably wouldn't mind doing all that much of, as scary as that is. So do we think five to ten minutes per body is too much time that would... It'd probably be Possibly. worth it to just avoid alerting anyone. We still have Pass Without Trace for an hour. Oh, you do? Okay. It's a concentration. It's just an hour. A Hunter's Mark is in concentration? Not Hunter's Mark. Pass Without Oh. Yeah, you cast Hunter's Mark. I did, didn't I? And I think it's a concentration, so you would have had to drop Pass Without a Trace to use it. I did, didn't I? Oh, no. Oh, no. <clears throat> Booby it is. So, yeah, I don't have Pass Without Trace anymore. Okay. I can cast it again if we want. If you guys would like to, you're welcome to. Otherwise, uh, as I said right now, um, you would know enough about this that speed is a little bit of an issue. Uh, Time is of the essence. Um, Once somebody is alerted, crap will go down, but it's your guys' call whether or not you want to try and do that. You haven't seen any roving patrols yet. (laughs) They just firebolt it until it burns to ash. I think, considering it from that perspective, I think moving on and dispatching with as many enemies as we can during that ten minutes it would take us to clean up is probably going to be more efficient. Go ahead and give me a perception check just to look around. Any creatures? Yes, they are creatures. Aha. Advantage. 18. Okay. I would also be able to within 60 feet. Oh, she can just sense them. Yeah, these are further away than that. This is just to look around the the hallway to see what's going on. Um, It has not been noticed yet because of how quickly you guys dispatched them. All this happened in six seconds, just for a perspective. Everything that you guys just did happened in six seconds. Um, So it has not yet been noticed. But you would see what appears to be a large fire giant sitting upon a throne at the end of that hall. Uh, that you would know uh, to be the king of this fortress. Oh, God. He has two fire giants that are guarding him, but they are within the audience chamber itself, so uh, they have they are facing the opposite direction. They would not have seen you. You do know that he also has hellhounds that guard him, but if you guys were trying to do the most amount of damage in the littlest amount of time, you're welcome to go that route. Uh, and attack him. Yeah, let's go around the corner real quick. Yep, otherwise, if you guys would like to try and go around the corner, there is a tapestry with a door behind it, a hallway behind it, and there are two other hallways that you guys can try and get through. Awesome tapestries! Yes, one that goes north almost immediately to where you were at. Otherwise, behind the tapestry to the south, you can sneak there. If you guys advance further to the second hallway to the north, I will need an additional stealth check. Uh, Now that Pass Without a Trace has dropped, to determine whether or not you can get through that hallway. But as you are right now, you have not been spotted. I feel like at this point, if we do decide not to go straight for the killing blow, then going behind the tapestry would actually be our worst option. Because if they come by, see dead things, see not find the one who's responsible, first thing they're going to do is look for any hiding places that they might be, and that would probably be the first place they check. Mm, he has a point. I can pass without a trace. We can do pass without a trace again if we have to. There's also the problem of if we go straight to the king, you know, how many creatures are going to come running to defend? Can we take on 
three fire giants and a couple of hellhounds, probably. I'd like to do something. You could teleport? Yes. If you step into the blood and then walk to the tapestry and then teleport to us, and then we pick her up and carry her. So someone walks along and sees bloody footprints leading beyond the tapestries. When someone comes up on these bodies, they'll say, they went that way, and that'll take them away from us as we go up into the northwest corner. Really? Although the other problem we run into is they're not going to believe that one person did it. If they saw the sword, they might. (laughs) (laughs) I agree if they saw the sword, they might. But we might need at least two or three sets of footprints. That being said, how many times can we teleport? She can do it. Teleport. Do it. Teleport. Three times per round, but I don't want to do it too much because I do only have 12 psionic points, and that's also where I get a lot of extra damage and other abilities. I can Misty Step, which would let me. I was going to say, if you do did it. Teleport, misty step, and then if you press digitation, your shoes clean. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Class abilities. Let's do that. This. All right. And also, if we don't see yeah. anything, we can always just like either immediately clean our shoes or take them off and walk back if we don't see anything, so we don't have to expend misty step. Is there a disadvantage to fighting without your shoes on? <laughs> there is not, but. Not necessarily. I'm just gonna squelch and squelch and walk. Actually, in my line of work, there actually is. (laughs) Yeah, in your line of work, yes, I guarantee that. Alright, so you're actually utilizing press digitation and walking backwards and whatnot. We could probably get four or five good sets of footprints hurrying out to. Alright, everybody who's participating in this deception, roll me a deception check. Nice. 27. Ooh, I have advantage. <laughs> that is a 10. Okay, there's one set of brilliantly placed bloody footprints, and the other ones look more as an afterthought, but that could be mistaken for somebody running or, you know... Been damaged. Exactly, yes. So uh, you are able to leave four or five sets of footprints. Not a problem. Where would you guys like to go from here? The opposite way of the footprints. Correct. Yeah, the northwest... Okay, you guys... Diagonal passage. Yes, the diagonal passage behind where the Ettons were. Uh, You guys go up that way, and you see that there are two branching off hallways, kind of in a Y shape from there. One continues to the north, and one goes directly west. I think we can tell by the architecture, even though we can see the map, we could tell by the architecture that if we head west, that we would be able to clear out that zone. So I would recommend that. Yeah, I agree. Sounds good to me. Okay, yes, you guys uh, walk down that way a little ways. There is a set of double doors to the north. To the south, there is an open kitchen. Ooh. Let's see what they could Hello, love. What's this here? As you approach, you would hear a fire giant busy at work. Uh, matronly, not that they're super high or whatever voice, but a definite female fire giant voice yelling at two what you can only think are really stupid giants from their reply back. You're guessing not fire giants, probably hill giants or something else, uh, as well as seven little voices barking in nature a little bit, yelling at them to do different things. That's a lot of trouble with that, right? Uh, and they are within the kitchen, so it's this, you guys are just a couple steps down that large hallway to the um, west there. There's a lot of voices and a lot of trouble that I'd rather not deal with. Oh, I'm experiencing scruples. Are we going to break some sort of fantasy Geneva convention if we <laughs> take care of this? Look, 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 it's, it has nothing to do with scruples. 
it has a lot to do with how many voices we're in and the fact that I'd rather not end up a pile again. And plus if they're just cooks and whatnot, they probably won't cause much of a trouble later on, hopefully. They're also giants. So what would you guys like to do? Turn around and head north? Or try one of those other passages elsewhere? Let's head north. North, maybe? Yeah. Okay, so as you guys look to the north then, there is a hallway there, and as you come around the corner, you and this fire giant guard standing in front of the double doors... Yes? Before we do that, we utilize this one of clairvoyance that I've been carrying around. Okay. And I'm going to cast clairvoyance in that area where we killed those guards... So that if someone comes up on it, then we kind of have advanced warning that someone might be on to us. Good idea. That is a very good idea. As we stare face to face with this guard, as you stand, cast pass without trace. And okay, okay, roll initiative. (laughs) I wish it would work. We see him. We wave and then disappear. Sorry. (laughs) You've been rolling like crap the whole time, and you critted on your initiative. Just about twenty-three. Nineteen. Fifteen. Who said 17? Fenris. Okay. And 13. And our fire giant buddy rolls a 1. Oh, yes. Almost as good as a surprise round. Pretty much. Go ahead and uh, start off. Uh, this fire giant is, of course, wearing plate mail. As always, wielding a greatsword. Um, well, then, if that's the case. So, what to do, what to do, what to do. Part of me wants to scorching ray him. <laughs> you know, I think I'm actually going to take the uh, the slightly more sane route, so I'm not having to expend more like, nonsense. I'm going to use my other spell stored in my ring to cast Burning Hands on him. Okay, deck save. Yep. That is a 16 to save. That will not save. Okay. So, casting that as stored as a third level spell. How many allies are you making sure are in front of you before this? All of them. <laughs> no. He literally runs backwards <laughs> and then does yeah. Wait, oh wait, guys. guys. Wait, wait, guys. Let me take ten steps back. <laughs> okay. So, through, I mean, be careful. I only have 173 health. <laughs> I only have 90 plus 85 God. 5d6. I hope you get the killing blow on this fire giant. Uh, that's 10. It's not gonna lie, I will DM rage quit if you get the killing blow on this one. 18 <laughs> plus 23 fire damage plus 18 radiant. Thank you, I'm doing the math on this one. Okay. All right, that was definitely a blow that he felt with that. Uh, we're going to go on to Reshna. Let's see if we can one-shot this one. <laughs> All right, so advantage on the first. So that's a 23. Yep. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> and I'm going to use a point to add a d6 of psych. So that's 18... Uh, slashing and then four psychic. Oh my god. And then second attack. Alright, that's a 24. Yeah. Regular. So that's 12. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll see if he's around for Virgil to get a turn this round because it's looking like maybe not. Thank you, okay. Black Razor. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I, I'm pretty sure this weapon is gonna carry you guys through this one. Onto Fenris. Oh. Launching in. No advantage on this one, though, right? 
No, no okay, advantage. That was one of her abilities. Yep. So, um, uh, holy cow, 24 and 25. I'm on yes. fire. Okay. Uh, so, two hits, and then third will be another 24. Okay. Good lord. So, 3d8 plus 18. Uh, 8, 9, 27. Oh, my goodness. I thought you said this was going to be a hard fight. It was not, not this one, but this place is supposed to be. Yeah, I was going to say, we're so excited now that we get to the boss battle and we're just going to die. <laughs> exactly, yeah. On to Amar. You actually get a turn this time. I'm going to grapple him. Okay. Oh my. <laughs> grapple something two size categories larger than you. I count as a size larger for uh, nice. grappling. That is uh, 22. <laughs> yeah. Grapple the fire giant. <laughs> He's got a hold of an ankle and he's just applying pressure to the joint and the giant. Ah, I can also yeah. move my full movement speed while grappled. Oh he's dragging him around by the leg. He's literally pulling this fire giant's leg. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I, I, I That's got to be a strength. I'm going to spend yeah. one moxie uh, to knock him prone as well. Jesus Christ. With the grapple. Okay. And then... Um, I'm gonna use it. No, I can't. Sorry. I, I like to think you like wrap around this guy's leg and like headbutt the back of his knee to bring him down. Yeah. Okay, uh, Lucian. So he's prone? <laughs> yeah. Do I have disadvantage? I mean, seriously, it's like you just hit the house over. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> you just hit the house over. <laughs> Do I have him in a headlock? Uh, I grapple the house. You scramble all the way up to his head. Uh, that's, uh, 15 to hit? Not quite, no. He has plate mail on, so that is not quite enough to get through his armor. And a 22 to hit. That will. Alright. So that is 10 piercing and 2 radiant damage. Okay, I am going to say that the ridiculousness of uh, watching all of this occur, uh, you're chuckling as you shoot that first arrow that pings off of his armor. The second one finds purchase underneath uh, in one of the gaps in the armor and lodges itself within this giant. Uh, this giant is going to obviously try to break free from the scrabble. A nat 20. Mm. Reroll. Oh! <laughs> Moxie. <laughs> that is a 7 plus 11, so. I got a 20. He is still grappled. Uh, he is... He, he's still grappled. Uh, uh, to Alan. That is the sound of defeat right there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to flip the table. Alan. All right. Um, I'm thinking I might just punch it. <laughs> it works for me. Oh my goodness. Uh, he's probably not close enough. Well, we're just going to go ahead and uh, we're just going to keep this fire thing going. We're, gonna, we're just going to use we're just gonna use simple fireball. Okay. 14 plus 4 is 18 plus 5 is 23 to hit. Yes, that does hit. Alright, and fireball does now 2d10. 16 uh, fire and 11 radiant. Okay, uh, he is not staying up by much, but he is not yet defeated. Oh, God. She's up. <laughs> I really oh, 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 o
listen to Thanks for time. listening. Uh, this concludes our session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the very last podcast we will ever do, ever. <laughs> Alright, that's a 25? Yeah, that'll hit. Dear God. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do Refine Blade and re-roll one of my damage. Okay. So that's 11 points of damage for the first attack. Will a 19 hit? Yes, it okay. will. <laughs> Alright. That's 12 points of damage. You get decapitate. Oh my god. The fire yes! 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 Black Razor reigns supreme. You are up. 10 hit points. 162. <laughs> <laughs> She is so happy. <laughs> I would just like to note that uh, you were wrapped around this creature's head, so as you decapitate the giant, you also decapitate your friend. Uh, what? No. <laughs> okay. I'll take the falling he was, damage. He was around the ankle. Know, right? He was around the ankle. I know, right? Okay, so you totally decapitate this, and you've created a demigod <laughs> that is now going to go through and single-handedly wipe out this entire dungeon. Oh my I can tell it's good because the uh, our... Uh, Barbarian caged friend just flipped his hat around. So, uh, <laughs> are we gonna go take the king now? <laughs> we might as well. There are a set of double doors in front of you. What would you like to do? Go fight the king. How's everyone on health? Like, I'm perfectly fine. None here. of us you okay, I asking how everybody on health. I had extra potions, so I'm like, if we're gonna go fight the king, I'll give None of us have taken any it. damage yet. None of right. our, none of our enemies sure. have gotten an attack on us. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you're standing in front of double doors. Would you like to open them first or no? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's humor the DM. All right. You opened up this chamber to see an empty room, but it is uh, equipped with a very fine long table and five great chairs around it. Uh, it, it. It has a polished black floor of obsidian and tapestries adorn the room. Uh, there are several... Uh, the, the tapestries, you believe, create kind of a barrier between all of the other things. This would be kind of a secretive area for everybody to meet in. There are three alcoves of which you can explore if you so choose. Well, we can open up real quick just see it's... Okay, how would you guys like to start? I'm not use uh, my olfactory senses to see if I can sniff out anything. Well, actually, you can sense anything, can't you? Any living creature. <laughs> Within 60 feet. Yeah, they are. They have to be, where is it, oh, tiny or large creatures. So Or larger, yeah. Can so you sense any creatures in the immediate vicinity? You do not, know. Uh, so there know is how you didn't sense that giant we were walking up on. It's not me, blame the sword. <laughs> That is true. You probably should have sensed him being there. Um, I, you got to remind me of that because I will forget, I promise. Uh, so those alcoves, the one directly across from you is the narrower of the two, or is, uh, excuse me, the one to the north is the narrowest, and you can see kind of from the parting and whatever around it that there are a set of closed doors on the other side. The other two do not appear to have doors behind them at all. Do you guys want to start with uh, the one at the bottom, the south, and work around, or what would you guys like to do? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. All right. You find four extra chairs piled here uh, for storage, as well as a huge cabinet that when you crack the doors open, you see hold a bunch of scrolls, giant-sized, and a ton of pieces of paper and parchment all stacked up, general supplies and whatnot. You do see that uh, most of these are just unimportant, worthless pieces of paper. Detect magic? 
Uh, you do not detect any magic on them, but does anybody uh, speak or read Dwarvish? I do. Okay, you, sorting through these papers and messages and whatnot, you read one that says, in Dwarvish, the fire giant of stone left and left elbow. That is all the message says. Other than that, you just see um, messages that describe how the king is trying to gather forces to raise armies, um, an all-out attack on mankind, you know, world domination stuff. The fire stone? <laughs> the fire giant of stone, left and left elbow. He's got a bad elbow. Played tennis a lot. Hmm. It almost sounds like a schematic. Kind of, yeah. Left and left elbow. That's what I don't get. The fire giant of stone left and left elbow. Is there a comma anywhere there? Is there is no commas. No punctuation. No left punctuation. <clears throat> it does. It sounds like it's talking about like a blueprint. You're looking at the left-hand side of the fire giant of stone, and then there's like a larger picture that's just showing his left elbow. Have and you guys seen any giant statues? You of- have not. You have not seen any fire giant statues yet. Hmm. We'll have to keep an eye on. <laughs> okay, uh, in the other alcove directly across from the long table contains a chest on it, and it is locked. These tools? These tools. Do you want me to do it in case something funky happens? <laughs> I still have to take magic up, so it's, if it's a magical trap, we'll know before it happens. Okay. And I've got a pretty good deck save. All right. Uh, go ahead and... Famous uh, last words. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you got this back. All right, so... Can I help him with this? Yeah, if you'd like to. You'd be shining a light or something like that into the keyhole in order to help him out. That's an 18 with my fuse tools. Okay, uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and say plus five from uh, Virgil helping you out. You unlock the chest, and you see that it is full of stones. About 200 pounds worth of stones in here. Um, I still have to take magic up. I haven't dropped it quite yet. Correct. Yep, nothing magical about them. It's just a bunch of rocks. Any shape to these rocks? Appraisal? Just regular-ass <laughs> rocks, as far as you can tell. Do they resemble an elbow? <laughs> they do not resemble an elbow, no. We're going to look for everything that's a shape of an elbow. Are you in elbow? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, just curious... Mm-hmm. Since I'm not seeing anything magical, pick up one of the rocks. All right, you look pick at up. it. Yep. Uh, is, it, is it worth anything at all? No, it is not. <laughs> Carefully say it back down and, uh, well, you guys, unless you want a massive pile of rocks, do fire giants use rocks as currency? They do not as far as you know. Why the- Does anybody want to give a perception check or anything? Yeah. Let me know if anybody gets higher than a 20. 25. Okay. Uh, As he's examining these rocks, you notice that this chest happens to be setting on a pressure plate. So the rocks might be just what's helping weigh it down? You believe so, yes, since it is flush with the floor as it is now. Hmm. Believe it. Let's start moving some rocks. Or is it going to set something off? If it's on a pressure plate, it's going to set something off. Maybe it'll open a secret door. Where they, the thing is, if it were full of gold coins that someone would definitely take, true, then they'd say uh, then the trap would be once they pull out X amount of weight worth of gold coins, then the trap would then trigger. But these are seemingly worthless rocks. Who would take it? So what better place to hide something than underneath worthless treasure? 
You also notice, uh, while you guys are all in this little alcove, that a map of the area around the stronghold hangs on the western wall. Um, and that there are also two other locked chests, uh, one rest against the north and the south walls. Interesting. Go try and unlock the other chests. Just okay. Out of curiosity. Not a problem. Go ahead. Uh, roll. Um, <clears throat> that'll make it. Ooh, that will probably won't. That's a 15 plus 5. That'll be enough to make it. So you pop both locks. Uh, one contains 850 silver pieces. The other one contains 500 gold pieces and six bone batons with dwarvish runes upon them. Uh, perception checks to see if there's a pressure plate underneath those. Okay. That is... 18. You don't seem to notice one, though. Can I appraise the bone sticks? Yep, the, the runes saying. Uh, the runes, does anybody speak giant? Uh, uh, re- oh, I thought you said they were dwarvish. <clears throat> it's dwarvish runes, yes. Um, Remember, d- d- isn't, isn't giant written in dwarvish? Yes, it is. Um, yeah. So you can't quite read them, but... Oh! Comprehend languages. Yep. Okay, so you cast that. Is that just spoken? I don't... I think you can touch something in the start of page. Yeah, you can read and understand you can't speak. It's it's a little of both. Because um, if you, you can touch writing <laughs> up to a page and understand what it said. Okay. Um, it says, official business on behalf of King Schnur the Fearsome. Anybody know who this guy is? Is this the blood we're about to go shank? Huh? Yes, you would recognize that name. And these are bones. Yes. Do we bone see baton. So they would be baton size. I mean, they're not like tiny bones. They're a phrase. Okay. Uh, you don't think they're worth anything outside of this, but uh, you're pretty sure they have some sort of value within here. Um, you know what? It might not be the worst idea in the world. Take. Okay. Anyone? You have a bone baton. How about since there's five of us, we each take one. And yep. Someone takes a second. <laughs> yeah, you are all able to easily take them. What would you guys like to do from here? Would you like to try that door to the north, or uh, the double doors to the north, or where would you like? Or to do go? we want to try to pop that pressure plate? I'm very interested in the yeah, yeah, pressure let's plate. Pop. Pressure plate. I'd, I'd say you, since, believe since you and I have the most health that we should have you and I do it. Mm-hmm. You believe that setting it off will require either lifting out all the stones individually or uh, moving the chest. Which, the chest weighs 200 pounds, but it's dragging, so anybody with a strength of above, like, 8 or 10 can do it. It's not terrible. What I like about this is that we can take the rocks out without having to drag it and create noise that could be heard down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes time, though. Take a little bit of time. <clears throat> Well, yep. is, I wish I had levitate. How, how many rocks are we talking? Uh, it's 200 pounds worth of rocks, so not a whole lot. I mean, 200 pounds is what almost uh, some of you weigh in armor. I was like, could they just lift the chest together? Yeah, you guys wow. can lift the chest off and, and move it off it of the plate. If something, hap- if something bad happens, you can just sit it right back down. The pressure plate is five feet across, uh, so you would need to physically move it off of there in order to pick up the chest. The chest isn't five feet wide, so you would need to lift it and move it somewhere in order for it to set off the plate. If you just stood there and picked it up on each end, you would both be still standing on that plate. Okay. So does somebody want to try and drag it out of the way, or do you want to lift it and carry it, or what would you guys like to do? My strength is 14. You probably have, have, have the highest next yeah, You 
I have a 16. You can almost do it with 16. Two, two people, the combined strength only needs to be like a 12 or a 14. Okay. I mean, each, so it's not that big of a deal. You guys are pretty easily able to lift it. See, you and I have the health. Yeah. You want to do this? Okay. We'll take a side okay. each and. Hoist and then is everybody going to stand around there when this goes off, or where are you guys going to stand a couple feet back? I'm going to back up a wee bit. Yeah, yeah same. Okay, you guys lift it and uh, carry it off, and the second you guys get off of that pressure plate, arrows come flying oh, out of that wall. Air gold arrows? Oh my gosh. Are I rolled serious? two nat ones and a four. Uh, so... Three of you, so you two, and I'm going to say Dave, um, are okay, and Micah and Virgil, an 18 and a 7, and a plus 11 to hit, so Micah, I'm going to say that is a uh, 29 to hit, and Virgil, that is an 18 to hit. I could attack the 18. I could attack the 18. If I was using my shield, I'd have a 19, but I have my bow out. All right, Micah, you are going to take seven points, and I need a con save. Virgil, you take four points, I and I need a con right save. About now. Was it worth it, you guys? Um, that's a we'll twelve. <laughs> nine. Okay, uh, the nine fails. Twelve passes. Virgil, you take ten points of poison damage. <laughs> and uh, resist- you take five. <laughs> and I resist poison damage. So you take three. Three. Um. And I'm just going to go ahead and I've still got those four healing potions, so I'm just going to go ahead and pop one of those. Okay. And heal it all back. Yeah, I'm going to take one of those, my healing potions. All right. So you guys can confer if you would like where you would like to go from here. There's the double doors to the north. Otherwise, there's that hallway you can run around or go back and smite the king. Kind of whatever you guys would like to do. I'm so confused. It was worth it. I'll say take out the king and leave the rest of the dwarves. Okay, sure. so you guys are going to go out of this uh, chamber hall then and go attack the king? Sounds yeah. good. Do you have, uh, like, spell slots to where you can cast the stealthy spell again? Pass without a trick? Pass without a trick. I'm going to do it. Or is, is that going to take away your ability to cast other more useful spells? Because it'd just be like... It take away able- my ability to use lesser restoration in case we get paralyzed, blind, poisoned... Anything like that. I was just, it might not be worth the spell slot, but I was thinking if we can get up on them and sneak up on them real quick, that might be helpful just off the beginning, but it's not super necessary. I Let's think. assess the situation first, because before their backs returned to the hallway we came through, maybe we still can sneak up on them. So, I mean, we are a lot smaller than them. No, and it's only been a few minutes. It's only been like five, six, ten minutes at the very most. Uh, since you guys killed those Ettons. So I mean, we're talking, it's been less than 15 minutes since you've been like, I can, I could misty step up behind them and, like, give them a little bit of oof. <laughs> I can, we can get, uh, whatever it's called, we can get advantage. Because I can teleport and pop up behind them. You guys can get advantage. Oh, flanking? Flanking, yeah. That's I'm gonna, good. I'm actually not doing flanking this time Aww. because it's so powerful and it is an optional <laughs> rule. Um... I think that's where we've run into trouble with how quick combat has gone, is every time we've done combat, everybody immediately sets up flanking, and so enemies are dying just so quickly. I think I'm going to grapple with the king. Not surprised. <laughs> All right, so uh, going to attack the king, correct? Yes. All right, you guys, you guys uh, make it back down through the double doors, uh, back down to where the bodies of the Ettons have left, and you see your false footprints. 
you continue going all the way down, and as you get to this last set of eight pillars before the audience chamber, uh, you are able to get a good look at uh, everything in front of you, and the king obviously has made eye contact with you at this point. He has two guards on either side of his um, audience chamber, one to the north and one to the south. And then you see uh, also two pairs of hellhounds, one also to the south and one also to the north, with the king sitting on the throne in the middle. He has not made a move to attack you or do anything like that yet. Um, what would you guys like to do? Fireball? Or do we talk? Well, here's my thinking. This guy is friggin' huge. Hear me out. Friggin' huge guys fall into one or two categories. One or two categories. They're either too dumb to know left from right, or too stubborn to care. If that's the case, then talking to stupid people doesn't do you any good. Talking to stubborn people does you even less good. If they've got their mindset on a goal, they're not going to back off. But from what I've understood, these are poor, these poor SOBs out here have been trying to deal with these giants for a long time. Okay, so and I'm not normally the kind of guy who would support this kind of decision without a lot of forethought into it. That's just my two cents. Okay, so what would you guys like to do? I mean, if you want, I can walk up to him, start talking to him if things go south. Then I just pop him in the face with a ball of fire and we uh, give him what for. Yeah, Bob you. So, uh, would you guys... Oh, thank you very much. So, would anybody have the baton out invisible? Probably me. Okay. Then he does not make a move to do anything. He's just sitting there on the throne. They're apprehensive, of course, because you're little people. But um, that's about it. It's worth a try. I mean, again, you can pop him if it goes bad. All right, then. So I will slowly, cautiously approach the king. As you approach, when you get to right in between where those two guards are, they would meet you at the end of the last set of pillars and stop you and say, nobody gets any closer to the king with weapons. Say what you have to say here. Fair enough, good sirs. I'll even step back a bit if it makes you feel more comfortable. Hello, your highness. How goes you this fine day? What business have you here? Well, I was just thinking we was just passing through and uh, thought we'd have a nice little chat. See uh, see if we couldn't make a deal or two. What deal? What are we actually trying to accomplish with this conversation? <laughs> um, I believe they were uh, destroying humanity. Uh, something like that? That's what I thought. Distraction, pocket sink. Um, why? Uh, just just a, just a little question. Just, just to indulge my curiosity a bit here, your majesty. Why do you want to destroy humanity? All the littles deserve to be rooted out. Weaker races. That's all well and good. That's all well and good. It's a goal. Well, I can always... I, I, I can uh, definitely respect a goal. So here's my next question, though. Well, other than rooting out lesser races, what benefit do you gain from it? My benefits are not for you to know. Are we making a deal or are you wasting my time? Well, I was just thinking, you got a lot of mouths to feed, don't you? Yes, but we have no problem getting food here. And where do you get this food from? Everywhere, mostly from your settlements. We take what we want, your cattle, your livestock. Okay, now uh, if those people are gone, then where do you get your cattle and livestock? 
we find more, we have the lessers bring it to us. You are wasting my time, human. Yeah, easy, 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 sir. I'm just, I'm just trying to get a feel for you. So if you eliminate all of the littles and lessers, then who's left? You are but cattle to us. We keep you to make more. So then, why not keep us to make more? Are you selling yourselves as slaves to me? No, absolutely not. That, easy, easy, easy. Back <laughs> Not us in particular, but we can't be that hard for you guys to catch. So are you slave traders then? Who do you bring before me? I'll bring you a nice fat little contract. Contracts mean nothing. Littles lie. This whole part and parcel for, for making a deal. So, here's what I propose to you. We'll make sure that you have a steady supply of incoming quote-unquote littles. All you have to do is not destroy them. Then I'm assuming you're leaving those that are here with you as a guarantee. The first delivery. Uh, no, sir. These are part of my uh, entourage. They are all very important. You are wasting my time. Be gone. Oh, oh. I'm wasting your time, good sir. Well, I think that uh, you are wasting mine. I thought you were a upstanding and respectable member of the community. Be gone. Guards, remove them. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead and roll initiative. I'll let you get that fireball off before Hey! 21. 22. Fenris, hearing the concept of being sold as a slave, does not really go well for him. I'm sure not. Nine. Six. Fifteen. All right. Fireball, are you centering it on the king? <coughs> um, let's see, how far back would I have been? I know I stepped back after they stopped. You would have been 30 feet back. Then, yeah, I'm going to center it on the king. Okay, you will be able to, what's the radius on it? 20? 20 feet. All right, you would be able to catch the king, and that is it. That's my primary goal. All right. Uh, deck save, I'm assuming, correct? Yep. All right. That is a 17. Nope. Okay. Ooh, that's not optimal rolls. 26 fire damage and 8 radiant. Okay. The cost of a hit die. Okay. Uh, and then who did you hunters mark? Uh, the king. Okay. It has been marked. We and will... then as a bonus action, I'm going to expeditious reach. Well, I, actually, I didn't have a bonus action ready. Okay. Uh, go ahead then, uh, starting with the initiative order, Fenris. Uh, let's see here. So we were kind of hanging out with him. You're about 40 feet back from the king is where you'd be. If I were to go through to get to the king, would I take opportunity attacks? You would not. The guards would be on either side of you, or either side, but those squares are ten feet, so they would be about ten feet away from you. Okay, so as long as I'm not going to provoke attacks, I'll I'll go straight for the king. Okay. You dive straight through then. Uh, Given the fact that this is, well, I mean, I'm going to assume that this is going to be kind of the the be-all, end-all. So I'll go ahead and start off by jumping straight into my reckless attack. I'll gain advantage to strength attacks this turn, but advantage is on attacks against me. Or, no, sorry, it's not this turn. It's, it's, yeah, that's every turn. On my first attack, I can choose to do it. And then, um, so basically until my next turn, advantage is on attacks against me. And then I'm going to go ahead and do... I forget the name of it. 
where I'll take a level of exhaustion after my rage. Okay. Yes. So go ahead. I'll uh, be gaining one more extra attack, so I'll be doing exactly what I did against the Oni last week for four total attacks. All right. Go with for an it. Advantage on all of them. So attack number one, twenty-one. Yes, that will hit. Attack number two, uh, fourteen. Not too shabby. I did get it. Oh no! I'm sorry. I thought that was a damage. No, okay. No, no, yeah. No. no 14, fourteen does not hit. Okay. Uh, third, third, fourteen again. Yeesh. Not quite enough to get through. And equipment. twenty. Twenty. Yes. Alright, so... So with your first strike, you are able to get flesh. The second two, he bits his armor in the way, and with the last one, you are able to strike flesh again. Yes. So we're looking at D8s plus 6 per, so 14 and 10 for 24. Uh, we move on to Alan. Oh, right. Your Highness, you wanted to uh, have a discussion with my benefactor? Let me introduce you. Let's pop open another portal. Okay, what is your save on this? So, um... Am I in danger? No. Okay. So I've opened a portal of hell and a charred chain whips out and wraps around, uh, I'm going to say, his his right arm. Miss, make a constitution save of 19. That's a nat one. All right, so he automatically then fails the subsequent dexterity check. Um, He's going to take... I'm actually going to need another d4. 13 force damage. And he is, he cannot, or he attacks at disadvantage and cannot move. Okay, he is pinned right there on his throne. And I have to keep up concentration on that, so I will not be casting any spells while that is open. All right. We then move on to Lucian. All right, did you move back, by the way? I would have backed off a little bit more before casting that. He would have been back with you guys because he took a step forward to speak, so you guys are all right now 40 feet away. Okay, I'm going to take one Except for Mike. Okay. I'm going to take a step in front of Alan, and then I'm going to yell at you, watch out, and cast Conjure Barrage. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Okay. Deck save? Yes, they all take that. Everyone takes a deck save. It's What's the radius? 60 foot cone. Oh, cone? You would hit, unless you took 20 feet back, you would only hit the king. Well, I wouldn't be able to hit any of the no, guards. Uh, these, by no, you are, here's 10, else. 20, 30, 40, so you would be standing right here, uh-huh. and the guards would be here and here. Uh, so from where you're standing, it would be these two, and then it would be, oh, so it would hit them. Okay, yeah, the 60-foot cone would hit them. All right, so okay. one fail, two fails, one pass. Uh, what's uh, your DC? 15. Oh, and they have a negative one. So, uh, yep, that will hit all of them. Okay. Uh, so because I'm aware, my danger sense will give me advantage on this. Uh, that'll be a 21. All right. All right. I rolled a 1 and a 19. So Talk do. about advantage doing some work. So, okay, so that's 10 piercing damage to all of them, plus... Shooting star, which they all take an additional two points of radiant damage, and then the king, because of hunter's mark, takes six more points. All right, very productive round with that. So that uh, my success on the save, do I take less damage? You would take half. Amar, it is your turn. Yeah, I'm gonna go up, and uh, he's already restrained, so I'm just gonna hit him. Okay. So you don't want to hop on him and hump his leg until you get pulled into hell with him? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, so that is a 24 and a 17. Uh, the 24 will hit. God 
Okay. That's uh, six damage. And then I'm going to okay. use one of my Moxie to use uh, to get two more attacks as my bonus action. And that is a 22 and a nat 20. Yes. So that is 33 points of damage. Goodness gracious. All right. Uh, we then move on to Reshna. Uh, that's a 22. Yes. Okay. 11 points of damage. All right. All right, and then second, a 20, a natural. Yep. 17 points of damage, and that'll be it. All right. Uh, we move on to all of the fire giants' turns then. Yes, the king is going to repeat the saving throw, or is that at the end of his turn? It's on my turn. On your turn. Okay. Uh, he is uh, going to make two great sword attacks at disadvantage. Again, one against Puglis, one against Lupine. 17 to hit. That will just hit. Alright. Uh, 11 points of fire damage. And then that's 5, uh, 20 plus 6, so that's 26 slashing. Alright. Alright, and then against Mr. Lupine, disadvantage again. Uh, that is also a 17 to hit, but that will not hit you. Uh, no. Alright, you dodge out of the way of that as uh, the Publis gets cleaved next to you. The other two fire giants are going to approach. Uh, they are going to go one after you, and one uh, one after you, Lucian, and one after you, Reshna. They approach from the sides, so uh, they do not have disadvantage. Would they have to get opportunity attacks to come get me, since I was 40 feet away? Uh, no, you were with everybody else, so they just basically walked forward twice to get to you, because everybody else is at the king, uh, and they are off to the sides. Okay. So that is an 18 and a nat 20. Yep. Total of 60 points of slashing damage. Uh, And then that would probably cause you to lose concentration on Hunter's Mark, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it does. All right. And then Reshna does an 18 and a 22 hit. Yes. All right. Both hit. You are going to take, and I will total all this up and edit it out when I get done. Uh, That's 29 from the 1. And and 27 for that one. The Hellhounds in the back of the room charge forward in two pairs, uh, and they seem to be swarming to where the king is. I had a feeling I was going to do this. Yep. Uh, they have a movement speed of 50, so 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. They can just reach you guys, and each pair is going to attack a respective target. So I'm going to say uh, Pugilist and Barbarian. Let's do this. All right. Uh, and they have advantage against you, correct? Yes, they do. All right. I'm going to start with you then. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that both sets are going to kind of pincer you guys in the middle. Uh, Reshna, you attack the king too, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. You would be caught up in this as well. So I need all three of you to make four dexterity saves. Four piece? Yeah. Uh, each dog, there's four dogs total. Each one is going to fire breath you guys in the middle with a pincer oh, attack. Uh, is this something that my danger sense is going to apply for? That you can see? Probably not, okay. since it's a uh, normal attack. Oh! Wow. That oh is my God. never going to happen Two again. Two nat 20s. What do we need to I'm going to go... Uh, it's dexterity save, and there's four of them oh. total. DC is 12. So okay, if it's higher was... than 12, just let me know how many you fail succeed. All right. So, so I failed pass. once. I had two fails. Two fails? One okay. fail. 
Oh yeah, it's just you three. So, uh, alright, each one is 21 points of fire damage. So, I'll let you guys figure that out. Uh, I 21. All of them. Okay, then half, uh, that would be 84 total. So you take 42 points of fire damage. You take, um, you passed all but one, correct? Yeah. Alright, so you take 52 points, and then you, uh, Mike, would take... Um, you said they're 21 apiece? Yeah, 21 apiece. So, so two saves, so, so 11 apiece, right? Yep, yeah, 11 apiece. And then, and then I take my ring, I take half. Oh yeah, each one, yeah. Each so one is... the 11s go down to 6s. Yeah, so 12 then, points for the two resisted, and then the non-resisted would be 12. Okay. So 6, 6, and 11, 11. Yep. So 12 plus 22 for 34 damage. Okay. On to Fenris. I just want everyone to know that I have an ability that gives me an HP once I drop below half health. And if I didn't have that, I would be at like minus 20 right now. So, awesome, awesome! I'm liking this battle already. Do we know um, what type of a check would it take to see how often these hellhounds can do that? Ability? A nature check. Nature. Or uh, they're fiends, so or religion. I'll allow either. Hmm. Can I make that check as well? Yeah, both of you can. Eleven. Twenty-one. Okay, you're pretty sure that this isn't something they can do very often. It kind of has to build up in them, but okay. they can do it multiple times uh, a day, an hour. You're not sure. It's fairly sporadic, but uh, it isn't an every single turn kind of thing. Should we focus on continue focusing on the king? How's the king looking? King is not looking great. He is pretty much down on one knee. Let's finish the king and then get to them. If it's going to take them... A- a few turns to recharge, yeah. but if we can knock the king out in two turns, then we can start working on them. <laughs> okay, then uh, we will go ahead and finish. What would you like to do? Ah, I will continue my reckless attack. All right, and everything. So all my my flourish of blooms. Um, that's not gonna hit. Uh, twenty. Uh, yes, second hit. attack. And 15 is not going to hit. I don't think, right? No, 15 will not quite hit. Final attack. 23. Alright, that will. And those reckless, you've been rolling with advantage on each of those, right? Yes. Okay. Um, So 9 and 7 for a total of 16 damage. Okay. Alan. I just realized something I can do. This is one of lightning bolts that I haven't been touching. Alright, how many charges would you like to expend to fire one of those babies off? So I got 8d6. You know what? Let's use four charges. So I'll roll eight, and then I gotta roll two more. And this is against the king, correct? Yep. Oh, that's not great. I'm sorry, 34, 39 radiant damage, or 30 uh, lightning damage, and 11 radiant. Would the radiant damage count since you're not casting a spell, it's using an item? It's just a, it's any attack. Any attack? Okay, plus 11. Uh, and that is a saving throw, correct? Yep. And it's in a line, correct? Yep. Oh crap! Two, uh, one of you two and Hope need to give me saving throws. I had forgotten about that. Could you at least? I would have. I would have. I would have given you a heads up. What kind of saving throw? Dex. Dex. The king takes all. Which one of us? Is it one of? Is it just one of us? One of you guys, because you guys would have been. With I don't think you're sharing the same space. So the way that this throne is positioned. One of you would have been on this side, one of you would have been on this side, and Hope with her 10-foot range would be in the middle. Well, if it was one on one side and one on the other, then only 
I hope probably would have had to attack because I would have fired it straight on. And yet, the way this is situated, the throne is technically in the middle of all four squares. So a line that travels along that, normally I would say all three of you get hit, but I'm merciful, so I'm going to say one of you gets to live. You have to choose. <laughs> uh, even, even odd? Yeah, that's fine. Um, if it's my deck, oh, it's a nineteen. <laughs> or if, it, if it's if it's a save for me, it's a. It's if it a 19. makes you feel better, doesn't the wand have a fried? Doesn't the wand have a save? Uh, the wand should have a save built into it. Uh, it's not very high. Let me look it up. Oh, sorry, it's a DC fifteen. I just 15. completely ignored it. Death save. Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen. No. You have 10 hit points like nobody's business. Don't yeah, play. Yeah, but how much damage is this going to be? 11. I read it off to you. I don't remember. Uh, it was 30, 30, 39. 39, 39 uh, fire, 11 radiant. Or 39 lightning. 39 lightning, 11 radiant. What about minus 40? One down, and the king is a sizzling pile on the throne. Who then subsequently gets dragged to hell as a corpse. It, yeah, because I'd probably, I'm not going to take any chances, I'll leave that up for as long as it takes to get him drug in. Yep. Also to make sure that all of his little buddies saw that happen. Okay, they are infuriated at this point and full-on raging to avenge their king who has fallen. On to Lucian. Are these hellhounds, could they be under the influence of the ring of animal influence? They are fiends, not beasts. Oh, I need to check a scroll real quick. I have the Conjure of Minor Elements. <laughs> so I'm about to get my face beaten in. That was intense. I only have four 10 hit points out of 162 now. Oh, That's how poor, much damage. Poor you. I don't, oh, like, poor you. I only have negative 45. Like, I'm not oh. saying that, like, you know, like, oh, poor me. It's like, that's a crap ton of damage. That is. That's the time of one minute. Man. What is under minor elements, I thought maybe I could use it as a scapegoat to get out. I'm <laughs> gonna get the crap I'm beat out of in just a second. Well, I'm thinking the Hellhounds probably don't have as high of armor class as the King did, so hopefully four attacks I can knock one of them out of turn. Okay, y'all. Okay. <clears throat> Is the giant that's next to me within ten feet of the Hellhounds? No. Uh, the Hellhounds... The Hellhounds are... 20 feet away. Is anyone around there a, would next to the Hellhounds, could you guys take a hit? Possibly. As long as you're not going to do uh, 94 damage. No, but you'll lose a... You'll get a fail on your death save. I it's think, only one death save. He's just going to shoot your body full of arrows. Don't worry about well, it. Well, I think we'll be okay if someone can heal you right away. Who's kidding? You? Okay. <laughs> Unless you want to kill, otherwise I can't get to him. I'll get killed before I get to I him. I know. What are you saying, like damage-wise? Like who's going to do the most damage? I can target all of the hellhounds and allies. And allies. Technically, <laughs> okay. Technically, could he have done like a non-lethal blow? No, not with an item. Not with no. an item. Nope. Spells and ranged attacks uh, do not have non-lethal. Unless it's written within them. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to use lightning arrow. Okay. I'm going to shoot one of the hellhounds. Nice. That's a 30 to hit. Nope. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, that is. Okay. <laughs> That's 
12 lightning and 2 radiant to one of the hounds. Okay. It has to make a dex save. Uh, 18 plus... Oh, sorry. No, it doesn't. The target on a hit half as much if I miss. So oh, okay. It takes uh, 12 plus 2. Okay. And then all the other... Everyone within 10 feet of that creature have to make a dex save. Okay. Within 10 feet, so you would hit your allies and two of the hellhounds. Only two of them? Only two of them. Because each one of those squares is uh, 10 feet. Oh, I thought they were all grouped together. Uh, no, two on each side. This is a spell? Yes. Okay. And what's the DC? Why? 15. Did that happen? (laughs) Double 20s. What? Twice in one session. Huh? 15. Okay, uh, that's one pass. Oh, the one hellhound pass. So half as much. Uh, uh, 12 would be 6. That's an ad- No, and they take an additional 8 points. Oh, 8. That's now four. Four. On a save. What do you need? Anything on a save or? 15. Huh? Half on a save if successful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright, how much is it? Uh, if you passed. If, if you failed. Uh, 8 points of lightning. Okay. Alright. Then I am going to weave my way around to the back side of that giant. There's gonna move around him, so I'm yep. phase you know, I'm in between it and my allies. Yep. And I think that's all I'm gonna be because bonus action was for lightning arrow. Oh, I got another attack. Issues. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll shoot another hellhound. Okay. Another one or the one that you shot already? Uh shoot the same one. Okay. Uh twenty-six? Yes. Uh, that is 10 points of piercing damage. Alright. On then to Amar. Death save. That 20. Wow. You are back up 20. with a single hit point. Nice. That is never going okay. to happen again. On then to Reshna. So you can take another 150 points of damage and be fine. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to do any potions on you because the couple D4 is not going to help at all. I'm sorry. It won't. <laughs> well, she's okay. given up. You're a lost cause. Die again. It's oh, really she's not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it, Tactically, it, it makes sense. If you can't potion or heal for something yeah. that's going to survive a full on attack, oh yeah, then wasting a turn just to let him still die again, yeah, it's not worth. I'm sorry. I would if I could. All right, twenty six. That's twelve points of damage. All right, twelve. Yes, and then extra attack. That's an unnatural 20. Okay. 10 points of damage. Hellhound is dead. Nice. 45 health points. And uh, you keep what's higher. The, I ran out of my temp, so ah, it yep. So 45 health points. On then to all of them again. Goodbye, guys. Yeah, pretty much. So deck saves from you three that are in the line of fire again. Literally, line of fire. So 21 damage uh, to those who failed, uh, 15, uh, or not 15, excuse me, uh, 11 for those who did not, and then the other two are going to attack Reshna, and they just get regular bite attacks. Uh, one will hit, uh, one will not. I'm assuming a 21 hits, correct? Yes. All right. You take uh, seven points, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, nine points of piercing damage, and... Three points of fire damage. Alright, on to the two big fire giants. Uh, one is going to go ahead and advance on you. 
The other one is going to advance on you, Alan. Pick on someone your own size! <laughs> Do you want to try an intimidation check -up? Would one of... Yeah! Were they both near me? Uh, no, but you kind of snaked around the ones so that you could get between it and the hellhounds, and it would notice that movement. Uh, go ahead and... Uh, I was thinking can... about an opportunity of attack. If they were moving away. Oh, no, he'd basically just turn around uh, to hit you. Uh, go ahead, if you would like that intimidate check... Um, Mike, um, choose who you want to try and pull the attack off of. Let's Virgil see. or Micah. Um, which one of you is uh, suffering the most right now? I have taken zero damage. I have taken 65 points of damage out of 100. Divergent attack from him. Alright, I will um, go ahead and roll Micah up. Let me double check. I know that I have from my one of my classes one of one of my homebrew items, I have something to do with that. While you're looking for that, Micah, a 28 and a 23. They both hit. Uh, 56 points of slashing damage. Okay, yeah, it is... Imposed edict. Edict. Uh, you have advantage on intimidation checks and disadvantage on persuasion checks when interacting with any race other than your own. So, a race that is not my own, I gain, is, I gain All right. advantage... So Go ahead. Problem being, my uh, my charisma sucks. So that'll be a sixteen. That is enough to uh, convince him to turn towards you. He will bring down his great sword twice <coughs> upon your head. Uh, a did he move away from me? By the way, huh? With advantage. Yep. Did he move away from me? Uh, you would be probably right next to him. So. Yeah, I'll give it to you. You get an opportunity attack. Okay. 25. That'll hit. Six points of damage. All right. Mike, a 20 and a 29. Correct, both of them. All right. Oh, no, excuse me. Uh, that was for the one attack, so one attack hits. Uh, the other one, same difference. Both will hit. Um, 56 points of slashing damage. Sure, both of them combined? Combined, yes. So, okay, uh, so 28 apiece. While so raging with my... Yep, 14, so you take a total of 28 total points 28. after resistance. I go to exactly 100. Very nice. Uh, okay, we... That's then... what I'm talking about! <laughs> yeah! On then to Fenris. Um... Should I work on the giant, or should I continue working on the hellhounds and try to knock them down before they breathe fire again. Whatever you think. So, attack number one will be 17. 17 will not quite hit. No. Uh, which one are you attacking? The giant. Giant. No, 17 is just under what you need. Okay. No. Oh my god. There you go. Uh, 20, 25. Yes. Third attack. And... A 16, so nope. Alright, one attack one. hits. Wow. For minimal damage, seven total. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> You're whimpering. <laughs> Alright, uh, we then move on to Alan. Mm. You are within melee range of that one fire giant. Yeah, that's not making me happy. You can disengage as an action if you would like and try and get around. Actually, what I can do. Oh, yeah, you've got spells that... I'm going to utilize my uh, Inhuman Insight ability. Eighth level is a bonus action. Make an insight check with advantage to identify a creature's resistances, weaknesses, and immunities. Okay. So, said giant in front of me, for example. Um, 18. 
Okay, uh, and what is the DC against their challenge rating? It's just a, probably it doesn't Oh, an insight check. Gotcha, versus their deception to hide. Uh, okay, yes, you are able to tell that they are immune to fire um, for the fire giants, and that is it. That's really all I needed because that gives me a free disengage. Okay, yep, you... Once per turn against him, so... Must step back. And I am not liking the way he's looking at me. Uh, and that was actually a bonus action, so I get my full action now. Um, I think we're going to cast Mirror Image. Okay, good idea. That is something that would be definitely beneficial. And I think actually I still have that ring that has it, so I don't have to use one of my spell slots. So uh, okay. I'm going to use the last charge on that ring. That, or no, don't, I don't because that was the, the spell holding ring, so I'm going to have to use just my own. That's fine. Correct. So, yep, so now there, now there is four of me, and they don't know, and he doesn't know which one is the real one. All right. On to Amar. Oh, I'm sorry, Lucian. I'm sorry. I read the board wrong. Uh, I'm going to run over to Amar. Um, if you just want to attack, honestly, if I get up again, I'm just going to die again. I've got three more death saving throws. I, I, I'll make it somehow, some way. If you can do decent damage instead on this turn, we don't have that many bad guys left to fight. Did we have someone that was going to offer us haste? I could cast haste. Uh, can I use a bonus action to pour a potion down his throat? Nope. Uh, that would have to be a full action for that one. And you would have to move over to him. Actually, now that I'm not concentrating on anything... Oh, you guys are all kind of in the same area, so I won't make you move, but... I could probably, now that I have my illusions up, get up to you and cast haste on you, but that would also give away which one of me is the real one. Um, you sure you don't want healing? I'll, I'll make it. Okay. I'm gonna run past you, and I'm gonna find a pillar to hide behind, and then I'm going to shoot at oh, because it's uh, just 35. the Hellhound. Okay. Yeah, you are able to kind of dodge your way through the battlefield without taking an opportunity of attack, and... Uh, that's a uh, 14 to hit? Not quite enough, no. One under. And 25 to hit. Yes, that will definitely make it work. That is 11 piercing and 2 radiant points of damage. Okay, it is looking bloodied at this point. Uh, another attacker is that it? Oh, uh, those were my two attacks. Okay. On then to Amar. Death save. One fail. On to Reshna. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. 18? 18, you hit a Hellhound? Uh, what's closest to me? Yep, Hellhound. Okay, 16. Nice. Okay, that is almost enough to drop it, not quite. Then I'll expend a point. Okay. Psychic strike. Two points. <laughs> not quite enough yet, no. Okay. Um, <clears throat> extra attack. 27. Yep. Use another point to reroll. Thirteen points of damage. That is enough to end one of the hellhounds. You're back up to forty-five health points, ten hit points. So they are going to pick targets. I guess Reshna, you're the closest. Seventeen. Uh, yes. Okay, so one will hit, one rolled in that one. Uh, so you will take ten points of piercing damage and seven points of fire damage. The two fire giants, uh, one is going to attack you, Fenris, 
And the other one is going to attack Alan again, but, you know, the mirror image thing. So Fenris will do yours first. They have advantage. That is a 20 to hit. And a 19 to hit. No. So one hit, one miss. So then with resistance, that is 14 points of slashing damage. After resistance? Yes, after resistance. Let's see. I will... Two attacks. So the first one uh, will... Both will definitely hit. Uh, and then go ahead and roll to see which one they hit. All right. So two so, attacks hit you. So on a six, it gets transferred to one of my duplicates. Or higher than a six, though. First one will. So um, one duplicate disappears. Yep. And so now I need an eight up. Which also... Okay, two of your clones disappear in that fury of blows. Uh, we move on to Fenris. I'm not actually saying this to actually say it. I just find it funny that we've had three attacks so far where that ring of protection would have saved him. <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing it, we are just like, uh, uh, you know, funny. given the amount of these things, you're probably, it's probably not going to make that much of a difference, and I'm over here like, bop, 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 And I'm, I think I'm not hitting successfully enough with my extra attack from Reckless Power, so I'm going to cease using reckless power, so no more advantage on attacks against me. Alright. Uh, so I'll back to just my regular claw attacks. Um, uh, 24 for that one. Yep. Um, 20 for that one. Okay, two hits. Two hits, and a third. Uh, no. Alright, so two hits. 2d6 plus 12 for 23. Alright, that one is definitely starting to feel the hurt at this point, uh, but not yet bloodied. Alan. All right, so actually, I'm thinking I might be better off hasting our archer. Because then he would have the speed to move over to heal what's-his-bucket and then use that bonus action to actually attack. <laughs> oh, my God. You can tell how much he loves this part. Heal what's-your-bucket over there. Leg dying. Look, I'm not going to lie. You guys are just here to help me. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So casting haste then on the archer. Yep. Not that he has a name. Yep, so I'm going to cast haste. And then I'm going to move as far away from Giant Man as possible to make him have to move to attack. Okay, uh, he did engage you last time, so uh, he will get an attack of opportunity. Alright. Uh, that's a seven, uh, 16. Will not hit me. Alright, he whiffs it. Nicely dodged. Yes. Okay, um, does haste allow for an attack immediately, or is it on their turn? It is on, it is on their turn. And then got Lucian. Okay. You can do the two attacks, or you have the two actions. I'm gonna uh, run up, cast cure wounds on Amar. Oh, my wounds! You are back up ah, with my wound. Yes, it's uh, oozing. That is eight points of health. So you are back up to eight. I'm going to run back to the pillar, cast uh, Hunter's Mark on one of the giants. Okay. And then with my additional action, I'm gonna attack the hell. Okay. And they are still uh, right next to each other, attacking uh, Reshna. Uh, the first one is a 26. The yes. second one missed. Okay. Uh, so that's 9 piercing and 3 radiant. Okay. On then to Omar. Okay, I'm going to use my movement to get out of the immediate vicinity of the fighting, okay. and then I'm going to chug health potions for my action. All I'm right. going to use my bonus action to give myself some temporary hit points. Alright. So, 
So that's 14 health points for that one. Yeah. I've got a Moxie ability where I can give myself 1d10 plus 12 HP. So that's 16 temporary HP. Alright, that'll absorb at least another hit. We move on to Reshna. Alright, 17. Yes, that will hit. Uh, 12 points of damage. Alright. 17 again. Alright. 10 points of damage. Not quite dead, but it can see it from here. Yeah, I'll expend another point. Okie dokie. For Psychic Strike. Four points of Psychic Damage. Very close, but not quite enough. On then to Fenris. Uh, Oh, excuse me, yes, it's their turn. Why did I tell you? Trust me, I'll take it. I'll take it, but I'm... Both of them uh, bite Reshna again. The one will hit, the one will not. Uh, you, I may go ahead and use average damage. You take seven piercing and seven fire. And then, Mike, you are no longer reckless, so they do not have advantage, correct? Yep. All right. I did make a mistake on that. Um, I'm no longer using reckless power. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm still using reckless power. Not reckless Because attack. It, it affects the entire combat. I'm just not using reckless attack. So I actually missed out on making the attack last round. Oh, you can make another one if you want. I was going to... I didn't know if that would be yep. okay. I'm uh, okay with that. It's 13, so it would have missed anyway. All right. Let's see. One will hit with a 24. The other one will not. Okay. Uh, so you take 14 points of slashing damage after the resistance. After the resistance? Yes. And, uh, Alan, it is going to, once again, swing at you. Turn around and swing at you. Um, two attacks. One is a 22. The other one is a nat 1. So one attack will make contact. Go ahead and roll to see if it hits one of your clones. Mm. It does. It hits your clone, the last one, I believe. Yep. Disappears into dust. It looks really pissed at this point. <laughs> Benris, it is on to you. All right, so... Um, <laughs> maintaining it's a free engage. It disengages the bonus. It's a free action every time around. So, no more advantage, but I'm still maintaining my bonus attack. So, uh, 17 for one attack, failing yes. on the second. Kent. So, one hit... Uh, 20, actually 17 plus 6, so 23. This will be a 22. Mm-hmm. And then the final. Uh, 13 will not hit. 2d6 plus 12 for 21. Looking good at that point. He is pretty darn close to bloody. On to Alan. Alright, um, I'm gonna use that free disengage to get away from dude guy man. And <laughs> dude guy man. Very specific. I think I think I'm fixing to cheese this fella off even more. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pop another mirror image. <laughs> okay, four more appear, and and you can see he he's like gripping his axe even harder or his uh, great sword even harder, and kind of gets a furrowed look on his brow. Determined this next time you hit the right one. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move back so he has to just keep chasing around ghosts. Okay. Laughing the whole time. Oh <laughs> shit. Okay. First attack against uh, the Hellhound. That's a 24 to hit. Yes. How do you end the one Hellhound? Uh, I just pull out an arrow and just catch it right in the neck. Alright, the one Hellhound falls to the ground in a smoldering heap. Okay. Second uh, same attack against uh, the next Hellhound. 
That's a 27 to hit. Yes. That is... 10 piercing and 3 radiant. Not too shabby. With and, you this, s- and you, like I said, you still have haste up because yep. mirroring, which is yep. a concentration spell. Yep. With haste, all attack. That's a 20 to hit. Yep. That's 13 points of piercing damage. Okay. And this extra attack from that, that's a 19 to hit. Yep. And that's another 13 points of piercing damage. All right. This one is almost dead. Uh, it is limping around on three legs and uh, arrows embedded all over Amar. Status update. We've got one hellhound left. One hellhound full of arrows, a uh, uh, fire giant chasing around Alan, barely touched, <laughs> and one that Mike is slowly tearing down to size. Okay. How far away is the fire giant running after him? Which direction would you run? Out of the hall or just kind of around in circles? Just kind inside? of around in circles. Just in between the pillar. <laughs> yep, just, just here and there, wherever it's at. Okay, I'm going to say from your position, uh, over by where Virgil was standing, roughly, probably 30, 40 feet away. Grapple. Okay, you charge and grapple him. Uh, he's only, oh no, he is huge, so advantage. Ooh. Ooh. That's still pretty good. Okay, okay. That is 26. Nat 20 for a 27. Uh, You've been to Moxie to make a reroll? I. Wait, no, 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 no. That's only if he is grappled and he gets out. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're, you're just kind of plastered against his leg. He's just hugging his calf. Yeah, pretty much. But I can grapple as a bonus action. Haha, <laughs> retry. I like it. 17. So 14. Ah, all right. We then move on to Reshna. He's hugging his leg. 21. Come on. All right. You end the Hellhound, regaining 45 temporary hit points. All right. Extra attack. All right. Running over to which of the giants? The one Mike is cutting down to size or the one chasing Alan around? I'm probably going to do Amar's just because I'm, I'm scared for you. I don't want you to die again. Okay, you run up to the one Mike and Amar are tackling. Uh, 28. Yep. Reroll. 13 points of damage. Okay. He is officially bloodied. All right, on then to the two fire giants. Uh, the one being completely surrounded is going to swipe two different directions. So, uh, Publist, you get one for humping his leg, and Reshna, you get one. That is a 14, uh, Publist. I'm good. All right. And Reshna, that is a 13. Good. Wow, he is all sorts of flustered. Alan, you get both. That is a 21 and a 20. All right, now both potentially hit. Now see if they hit me. Um, the first one will m- hit a duplicate. The second one is going to hit me. Uh, 28 points of slashing damage, my friend. Oh. I think we got any eels. <laughs> I am down. All right. One unconscious uh, Alan lays on the floor in front of the uh, fire giant. On to Lucian. All righty. I have the speed to get up there. Wait, that was them attacking us? Yeah, Reshina went, and then it was... It was uh, them? Yeah. So, so it comes back to me. Yes, it does. Sorry, okay. Gunner, it's your turn. You said Lucian, and I was like, wait a minute, did I yep. get something? No, well, I didn't look high enough yet. 
Alright, so um, maintaining on the one that I've got with me. So keeping up with what we were doing. Good lord, that's not gonna, neither of those are gonna hit. And so one will hit 22. Yes. D6 plus, or D8 plus 6 for 8 total damage. Alright. I'm definitely feeling the effects now of having lower attack, multiple attacks, but such a lower value. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a trade-off, especially really against is. plate armored foes. I mean, I'm, I'm still pulling off the tank roll though, so I, I still feel like I'm contributing. Just <sighs> yeah, he shined early on. Yeah, and with the well, and with anything unarmored. I mean, if these were those gnolls that were in the kitchen or whatever, I mean, you would be <gasps> they were gnolls. You say were gnolls, uh, but uh, surprise spoilers. Uh, but yeah, plate armor is not your friend. Yeah. Alan, death saving throw. Um, out. One failure. On to Lucian. Okay, I'm going to use my speed to run up to Alan. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on him. Okay. Do his mirror images, do they stay during death? They disappear when he falls unconscious. That is six. Oh, Virgil, haste is concentration. Haste does concentration. It is. Yeah, you lost it when he fell unconscious, but you can still then run I up to him and heal him. So if I'm down, he's probably not going to be attacking me. Okay. Um, Alright, I'm going to just put some damage down then. I'm going to shoot uh, the giants. Okay. That's uh, uh, 19 to hit. Yes, that will hit. The one attacking Alan, then? Or uh, the one attacking Mike and... Mike. Okay. That's 14 piercing and 3 radiant. Second attack. That's a 28 to hit. Yep. And that's 7... That's 10 points of damage. Okay, he is now down to a quarter of his starting hit points. On to Amar. Scrapple again. Get him, you bloody brilliant beast. 23. 16. <laughs> As a bonus action, I'm assuming. Ooh, there we go. 25. 21. You successfully hump his leg into submission. <laughs> and I use a moxie to knock him prone. Okay, he falls prone to the ground. On to Reshna. You now have a prone giant, so you have advantage. We've seen this before. <laughs> yes, we have. I already have. It was much more dramatic the first time All right. around. 29. Yep. 10 points of damage. Okay. 26. Yep. 14 points of damage. Okay. Still standing, but not by much. And by not by much, we're speaking relatively compared to what he started at. On then to the fire giants. Uh, the one is going to attempt to stand up. Uh, the lower of the two was a 21. Moxie to reroll. Okay. The lower of this one was a 22. Oh my. <laughs> 26. Oh my goodness, yes. You yes. continue to keep him grappled. Woo. Other one uh, going after you, Sir Archer, for shooting him with bows. He's going to have to move a long ways. How far are you? I'm behind that big pillar next to Oh, the you didn't run up to heal him. Never no. mind. Okay, it's going to then turn around and attack. Ow. No. Uh, it's going to attack. We're going to go with Reshna. 
Okay, both of those will hit. The lowest was a 22. So that is 56 points of slashing damage. Okay. On... She said whatever. Yeah, she's like, man. On to Fedris. <sighs> Maintaining the attack. Two hits, and he'll probably take them out. Um, 19? Yep. For, this, for the first and second. <laughs> and a 22 and a 19, so three hits. Alright, all three hit. I almost guarantee you'll take three, them out. Plus, uh, 18. So 20, 24, 26. Yes, that is enough to end the life of this fire giant. This is one who had been grappled and fell. Yeah, yeah, you're finally able to get at his throat and just yeah. tear his throat out. Picture me just like on all fours, just climbing up and moving, just getting that bite attack in there. Second failed death save. On to Lucian. Next one. Okay, is that giant next to him? Uh, no, it turned around and moved to uh, Reshna, so probably 10, 15 feet away. Okay, I'm gonna run to Alan. What's your movement speed? 30? Yeah, you can I'm gonna run to Alan, use Cure Wounds, second level. That's a 11 points of healing. And then as my bonus action, I'm going to move Hunter's Mark to the next giant. All right. Amar. Um, All right, so we got one last giant. One that is almost full health. Yep. Is there any... (laughs) He's pretty close, right? Yeah. Okay. I've been healing two hit points every turn, which wouldn't have been much, but... I completely forgot. Can I make like a medicine check to try and? He's up. I'm he's up. He's up. He, yeah, he, he healed, healed me. Yeah, I run over and use cure wounds on him. Cool. Running over to the giant. Why fix one of your broken? Not twenty for twenty-seven. Dang. Okay. I'm just gonna punch for my bonus action then. Okay. That is a sixteen. No, you punch his metal armor and a twenty-two. That will break through. Right. You punch his ankle furiously. That's eight points of damage. All right. He notices it, but uh, not enough to take his piss off of uh, Reshna. Alan, you are back. Oh, excuse me. Uh, no, uh, Reshna, it is your turn. <laughs> I was about to say, we got a long way to go before yeah. I go again. 29. <coughs> All right. 12 points of damage. Okay. 18. Yes, that will hit exactly. 13 points of damage. Alright, on then to them. Uh, the one that is still alive is going to go ahead and split his swings up between the Pugilist and Reshna. Uh, that is a 25 Pugilist and a 15 Reshna. 15 exactly. Okay, so both hit. You both take 28 points of slashing damage. On to then Fenris. Oh. Enough room with 45 feet of movement to get to him. Yeah, yeah, you never make it. Alright, here we go. Um, 14 and 14. Uh, neither will hit, no. And a 19. Alright, one will. Seven points. Okay. Can I issue a challenge in intimidation to go for it? Okay, draw him to stay on me. That's right, it's minus one, but I do advantage. Uh, so a 15. Okay, contested with him. Yeah, uh, he is definitely looking your way now. Uh, he, he thinks you made fun of his mom. Whoa. Yeah, I know, right? On to Alan. <coughs> oh. because they all look alike. <laughs> <It's> racist. 
Lives are on the line. <laughs> oh, how's he looking? He's still fine. <laughs> not yes. too bloodied yet. Getting there, but not quite. Oh, how are you doing, Fenris? Uh, I'm down to 72, and I am... I may have to rage again. We've been... How many rounds have we been going? Uh, we're approaching a minute here in uh, just two rounds. Okay, so I'm going to have to rage again, but I have five rages, and this is only the first one, so... I oh, except for the fact that when this rage ends, I will have a level of exhaustion, so Correct. I'll have to You'll have take one more. But yeah, I'm, I'm still at 72, and I'm against this slashing weapon. I'm taking half damage. All right, um... I've got three charges left on my Wand of Lightning Bolt. If you use the last one, you roll to see if it's destroyed, but that's not a real big deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that chance, so we're going to pop three charges, so that's going to be eight, nine, ten. Fire now, mate! Copy that. <laughs> Seven, thirty-three points of lightning damage. And what's the save? A fifteen. It passes. Don't and nine points of radiant. Have to do it. How much are you? Nine. Okay, so what was it? Twenty-seven and nine. Yep. No, thirty-three and nine. Thirty-three and nine, uh, and half on save, correct? Yep. Okay. Uh, Radiant is that half on save as well? No, that's just added damage. Okay. And then, of course, you three would need to make the save as well. And the wand is not broken. Okay. So much friendly fire. All right. Well, thanks for the heads up. <sighs> Danger sense. Um, nineteen plus two for twenty-one. Okay. Uh, you guys do okay? Yeah. All right. Then on to, let's see, Lucian. Hey, Sorry, man, I'm going to hit this as hard as I can. Unfortunately, that means drawing you guys into it. Uh, 20 to hit? Yes, that will hit. He's bloodied, by the way, now. 18 points of piercing, one radiant. Not too shabby. Second attack. That's a 26 to hit. Yep. And that is 10, 16 points of piercing. Okay. He is not looking great at this point by any means. Amar. Let's finish this. Punch it. Don't let Rexna finish this. Punch it. No, please let me. I'm low on health. <laughs> okay, She's low on temporary hit points. You got no, 18 and a 22. 18 oh, and a 22. Something? Both will hit. We got a 14 and 6, so 20 points. I'm going to use a moxie to do 4 attacks. That is 19 and a 20. So both of those will hit as well. How do you finish him? Oh, well, my first two punches, I kind of jump up and hit him in the knee, and then he just crashes down. My last one is a flying uppercut, and you can hear his jaw, like, hit the top of his head and just crack as he just falls backwards. All right, now that you have done that, we will go ahead and call it here for this adventure. His body was unfortunately dragged to hell, as was his magic cape. So other than that, you find his crown, uh, which is worth a vast amount, which uh, we will split that up later. Next week, when we reconvene, we will be taking on the infamous Tomb of Horrors and see how all this goes. So go ahead and say bye-bye for now. Bye! Bye! Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. 
Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week. Thank you.